Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone, welcome to our Christmas podcast, Flats and Shanks. Oh, it's Christmassy, isn't it? Tommy Shanks. You've got your Christmas roll neck on. It's not really a roll neck, it's more of a three-quarter zip up top, Hugo Boss, whatever. Oh, didn't they make uniforms for the Nazis? Yes. Proud of yourself? Yes, he did. And weirdly, you look like a Aryan. You're sort of exactly what they wanted, aren't you? <laughs> Whereas I... Well, I can't see you because you're wearing camouflage. Whereas I have... Um, a camouflage top on. And anse- sort of ancestries that would have seen me... Ancestry that would have seen me in a lot of trouble if Hitler were in power. Judging by that nose, mate. Yeah. Um, I have. I've got roots, mate. But I didn't know who wore camouflage. Hang on. Did you see that story about in the paper about the people who... those? I think they were like neo-Nazis or something. Could be wrong, but they named their kid Adolf. That's a name that's died out, isn't it? A pair of dicks. Yeah. Um, yeah, camouflage. Do you like it? No. What do you mean, no? We've been paintballing. <laughs> I've just taken a picture. I'm going to post it later um, for you to see. Uh, no, I, seriously, have you been paintballing? I walked in. I, no, I saw a, a pal um, this morning and walked in and I had... All I've got is a pair of jeans, camouflage sweatshirt, which, which I quite like, and a pair of trainers... And there is a reason why I'm wearing this, but I'll tell you in a minute. You've been playing professional was, game of hide and seek. And I was wearing, I was wearing, no, I'm a weekend soldier, I'm a TA. But I, and I got a black, the shiny black puffer jacket on and I walked in and someone said, oh yeah, it's Ellis Genge. And I thought, yeah, if I had a clip on gold tooth, I could be the guy. Does he wear camouflage? He, I think he probably wears pretty rascal gears. You see that hoodie he did his uh, interview in last week with the eye patches on it, the goggles on? No. I'll wait till you see it. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, it's naughty, mate. It's naughty, mate. Mate, you're nearly 40 years old. You're not Ellis Genge. You're not. Yeah, but I've just got jeans on and a pair of trainers and a sweatshirt. That's all it is. And a camouflage top. It's a sweatshirt. It's, I quite like it. Yeah. Oh, well. And I'm 38. Yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Percent when you, fat. When are you 40? Two February. years. Two years. February. I'm 38. What Are you 39 in February? January. January. Knew it. Should have said it. How have you been? I'm right, so you I'm worried about. I mean, sorry, this is coming to you just a little bit later ah, than usual, but I know. And I've, I mean, it's diaries. I've, uh, wait, I've waited diary. until we actually go live, so to speak, to uh, apologise to you and Michelle about Monday, because I basically I had a couple of days shooting with a load of mates, and I booked, I, I booked it in last January on a big all day we had with a load of mates, and we all booked it in last January, and we... And, so I couldn't, in the end I was like, right, I will cancel it because I haven't got time to do the pod because it's all of Monday, all of Tuesday, early start, late finish, and it's miles away in mid-Wales. So Was it a live shoot or was it Clay's? Uh, Clay's. Oh, right. Okay. It wasn't, it was a live shoot. I'm just trying to sound like a nicer oh, person. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't hit any anyway. I literally don't go for the shooting. I go because I like the slow gin and the, you know, the big lamb dinners and, and stuff. And you love dogs. Uh, mate, the dogs... Drive me crazy. I love those dogs. And healthy obsession with them. Those working dogs, the gun dogs are just amazing. Anyway, um, 
but I thought, right, I will, I will actually pull out of the shooting because I, you know, it's always this pod is always based around my diary half the time because I'm so not disorganised but kind of all over the place and I don't have a huge amount of control over where I am. So Michelle has been giving me some grief and I've been giving myself grief about everyone having to work around me. So I said, right, I will cancel. I will actually pull out of this shoot with my friends, um, other friends. And then I just thought, well, you suggested Wi-Fi at the hotel. I called the hotel and they said, we've got really good Wi-Fi. We're in the sticks, but we've got really good Wi-Fi. And I got there, opened my laptop, ready to record a podcast remotely with you. And the Wi-Fi was crap. It was absolutely rubbish. Rubbish, wasn't it? And you can't buy better Wi-Fi. So it's like, right, I am in the middle of nowhere. We are stuck. So anyway, apologies. Not that any of you out there care, but... It's just pretty annoying for everyone else. Sorry about that. But, you know, you can listen to it on a Friday now. Way better. Or a weekend. Way better. Whatever you want. Way better. Um, so, what have you... Tell me what you've been up to, Tom. Well, well where did we do our last podcast? Well, that was before few, we went to Escape ago. Rooms on our Christmas drink. Is that correct? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Which was great fun. And Samba Sushi is really good as well. So, thank you, Michelle. Yeah, thank, thank you, Michelle. But the... Escape Rooms is really good. Tell people what it is, because I don't think people would know. Okay, it is in London. It's by King's Cross. And you're basically, uh, you go into one room, and there's loads of different things on the walls. And you have to find keys which open locks, which move you on to the next lock. And eventually, when you've opened all the locks... There are codes and and all the passages. Then you move on to the next room. And there was two rooms. We did the hardest level there is possible to mankind, like... Only NASA students, Mensa students, actually finished 23% success rate in this room. But we finished both rooms hmm. and um, got a certificate, put it on the wall. Yeah. But it was great fun. It was really good fun. Lateral thinking. Yeah. That's and it was me, you, Wayne Barnes, Nolly, and, and Michelle. Mitch. Yeah. And we did it with about two minutes to spare. Yeah, that's like in the movies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like Die Hard, Bomb Disposal or something. But yeah, it was good that. And then Sushi Samba was nice grub, wasn't it? Really nice. And some bloody beers, because you know what we like. So did that. Be I went up to Leeds then on Friday to speak at a Wooden Spoon annual dinner. Did you? Yeah. Long way on the train. Long way. It's like long four way. hours on the train. But I have just got into Line of Duty. How good. Oh, my days. OMD, how good is well, it? A lot of people have talked about it, but there's been four series, and I just thought, oh, you know, I, I'm too far behind now. I'm too late to this party. But I just thought, you know, swallow your pride, Tom, and watch it. And I did. Woman up. And I watched the whole series. Yep. Uh, and I'm just hooked. I've got one more series to go now. I've done series three. You're James hooked already. You've done series three already? Done series three already. Mate. So um don't want to spoil it for you, but basically Dot is um, no more. Gotcha. Um, so, and I got one more series to go. So I love that. Went up there. Ben Toss was there. He's one of the John Bentley. That is, by the way. Yeah, he's one of the. I don't know. He's on the committee of the Wooden Spoon. Basically, does a lot of work for him. Yep. Roger Dakin was there. Very good. There was a comedian as well. Nice bit of lunch. How funny is Roger Dakin? He is massively inappropriate, but he's so old. Hugely. That it's all right. Yeah. Exactly. He does a million gags, and almost all of them you've heard before. But it doesn't matter because it's the delivery. It's the delivery, and you and you want him to tell his old gags because they're so funny. And he he's a really old man, and he does this one gag. I won't tell all of his gags because they're his. But he says, "I was a dancing, I was dancing with a woman the same age as me. She's eighty three on the dance floor in Eastbourne, dancing at a black tie ball a couple of weeks ago. I said to her, act your age.' She started touching my bum. I said, act your age.' So she died." <laughs> he delivers it better than that. A couple um, of podcast listeners there, Jimmy and Middy from Alnick, Alnick, Alnick. I'm not sure Alnick. They were a little bit drunk. <laughs> were they? <laughs> yeah. Let themselves down, did they? Yeah, but it was good. Uh, Ali Hogg was there as well. He's nice, now nice working man. at Barclays Bank. Yeah, lovely bloke. Lovely bloke. Hoggy. And Hoggy. P- and Peter Beersley was there in the back. Oh. But it actually wasn't. He's the guy. It wasn't Peter Beersley. Uh, just a bloke. It was a woman, which I have a mistake for Peter Beersley. So. Oh, Christ. Sorry, love. Christ. That is... I retweeted something earlier. <laughs> Did you watch it? It's so funny. It's this guy. He's a, it's a newsreader handing over to his anchor who's like, 
reporting from a race course or something, and it's like, ah, sort of Martin, yes. you've been joined by a beautiful woman. So it's a man, actually, Derek. <laughs> accidental partridge retweeted oh. it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've been on accidental partridge. Have they, have they accidental partridge done me, or did you do it? No, I added you. I just included accidental partridge, but it's a Twitter, um, but a Twitter bot or something. Yeah, and it's just. Anyone who does anything similar to Alan Partridge. So that was you. So when the camera's panning down and you're on the Saturday show, um, BT Sport is panning down. You see the camera and all of a sudden you just do a little smug, lean back and fold your arms and go... When I first saw it, I I don't get it. And then as soon as you told me, I was like, you're dead right. It's amazing. It's It's amazing. I've watched it about 20 times and every single time it makes me laugh. But I want accidental accidental partridge to pick up on it. And you you close your eyes as well for a long period when you do it. Mm. Aren't I great? Doing the actions. Ain't life great? I want them to retweet it. I want them to acknowledge that it's Partridge. Uh, yes, I'd love that as well. You're so right. You're so right. I've got an Alan Partridge Christmas jumper as well. Does it say top-notch banter on it? No, it just says, aha. Ah, okay. Um, so this is Friday, okay? So come back Friday. My wife... Sorry for my listeners. Are you married? married? Yeah. She's been for a massage. Hang on a minute. Is that a euphemism? No. Listen, okay. listen, listen. She's been for a massage. I've done acupuncture on her back because her back's quite sore at the moment. Mm. Okay, she rings me on the well, way she's back. Carry those big she old, rings me. Big old kids around. <laughs> she? <laughs> she rings me on the way back. Turn your phone off, and she's struggling to breathe. She's having a lot of difficulty. It's really, really sore. Um. Anyway, she gets home. The pain has increased. So, she, her friend Claire takes her to hospital to A and E. This isn't a joke now. Going to A and E, they're not sure what's the matter with her. They do an X ray. The acupuncturist has pierced her lung with a needle. Are you taking the absolute piss? No. So I get back. Luckily, I didn't really drink. When I say didn't really drink, I didn't drink. Got the train back to Cardiff. Drove to the hospital then. Stayed with her. Was there till about 2 o'clock in the morning. She had to stay overnight because they wanted to check with... Because she had a pierced lung. Because they wanted to check with a specialist in the morning that she could go home. I mean, it was only a real small piercing. So it wasn't like a knife or a bullet but enough that air was coming out and they just wanted to check with a respiratory doctor, a specialist in the morning that was coming around about five o'clock. I had to do Channel 4 rugby the next day. Jim Hamilton had pulled out. They jokingly said, don't you pull out as well, not knowing the situation. Why did Jim pull out? Um, his mother was having an operation. Oh, poor, poor lady. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going home. Anyway, just carnage basically so and she went in the next day as well just to you know it was still hurt and she still had a popping noise coming from her chest oh my god but it will heal naturally uh, in a week or two so as soon as but unreal isn't it so hang on the needle, the needle went that far in her back that pierced off her lung has the acupuncturist been told about this yes has she got a refund <laughs> slash is he or she in prison so yeah so I've taken legal advice on this, and I've I rang a solicitor's, and it's called Murphy's, Murphy's, Murphy's and Murphy's. And I ring up, and I say, is, hi, is Mr. Murphy there? And the guy on the phone says, no, 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 Mr. Murphy, he's on he's on vacation at the moment. I said, okay, is Mr. Murphy there? American firm, is it? And he yeah. said, no, 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 Mr. Murphy, he's on his lunch break at the moment. And I said, okay, is, is Mr. Murphy there? And I said, no, Mr. Murphy, he doesn't work on Saturdays. I went, okay, is Mr. Murphy there? He went, speaking. God. But, oh God. but, the pierced lung is true. So, well, what's going to happen with the acupuncture? Well, we're not sure, we're not sure, you know, we're not sure. But um, Are you going to anyway, sue? I mean, you shouldn't say this on the pod, um, you can get a couple of quid out of it, <laughs> our, our lad. My name's Shelley, my wife. Um, not Sue. But, uh, yeah, so, she's seen a specialist on Friday, we'll... I, I don't know, we'll just, you know, make sure that she's okay first. But anyway, yeah, so always a drama. Blimey. Speaking of specialists, is she all right now? I mean, is she in good spirits? Is she feeling okay? Yeah, she is. She okay. is. Speaking with us, my dad the other day, who is a... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about that rash. Psychologist. Um, How is that rash? It's inflamed, um, plentiful, but it, but it's, um, he was telling me about you know, obviously would never tell me about cases and stuff, but he says he's seen a number over the years of... So certain specialists end up with certain... It can affect their... They basically spend so long looking at certain body parts that it can really affect their... 
personal lives in different ways. So he see, he said he's seen a good number of gynecologists, male and female, over the years, and it completely ruins it's completely ruined their sex life, their approach to everything because they can't view that area as an erogenous zone. I'll take that off my list of dream jobs then. <laughs> <laughs> so look, said to my dad, look, mate. I'm no gynecologist, but I'll have a fucking good look at it for you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I know I can when I see one. <laughs> so I worked for, worked for Channel 4 then on Saturday. Blue Saracens at the Arms Park. Did the big tackle in the morning. Big Billy Vinopola was on the show. Good, he's a good fella, eh? He's a brilliant bloke. The most honest bloke I've ever met. But me? The most honest bloke I've ever met. <laughs> Is that true? But I've not met Jesus. Is um, that true? Yes, I think so. Good. Good honesty. But... Very good. We had a very deep, and you know what I'm like. I, you know, I get real deep sometimes. Don't I? Real serious. Me. You never have. Uh, real good chat on mental health yeah. and issues in sport, and uh, part part of why we've set up the former Cardiff and Cardiff Blues Players Association. You know, to help with transition from finishing rugby yeah. into the workplace and various other reasons, and just an avenue to talk. Um, so that was really good. Um, pretty and decent get, game. And because you get a few, organise a few golf days with it. You know that. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. Um, Tuesday then, this week, had a Pro 14 Premier Sport East versus West battle. I saw you necking pints, you left. Question of sport. So, yeah. I mean, there was, on the east side was, Nugget was captain. There was a bit of a discussion over Sam or Nugget being captain, but it has to be Nugget. Sam Warburton. Yeah. Nugget is far older. And I always think... You can't captain Nugget. Exactly. In these situations, age prevails. So Nugget was our captain. It was Sam. It was me. There was Seb Davis, back row, second row for Blues, really athletic. Hugh Taylor from the Dragons and on the west side. Shane captain. Sean Holly was there. Rupert Moon, Reese Priestland, Nicky Smith. And Ross Harris was... Sue Barker. Harry's. No. If he doesn't like it, just say it. Yeah. Ross Harry's was Sue Barker. Ros Ros Harry's. Mm. Was he Sue? Nugget said to him, God, Sue Barker's job safe, isn't it? I went, yeah, guys, we, we actually tried to book Sue Barker, <laughs> but they gave us Chewbacca instead. <laughs> and then he tried to say something. I was like, So he'd gone. He'd gone. But it ended up being a draw. So it ended up being a draw. Oh, no. What's the point? Stayed at home. And we were trying to work out who was going to win. And it had to be a winner. So they come up with the idea of having a boat race because we're lads. Rugby. Cool. So. Blooming lads on the lash, was two it? 2v2. Nugget and me versus Shane. And they called a superfan from the Scarlets up. A female superfan from the Scarlets up. And that was it. Ready, steady, go. Did it? Who was rubbish at necking pints? Nug went right-handed to start with. Oh, That's an no. automatic buffalo. And I did pick up on it, but, you know, it's the moment was gone. Shane took an early lead. Did he? But with more spillage. So He's a tipper. He's always been a tipper. And then the lady had probably a good one and a half, two seconds on me. And it, was, it wasn't enough time. To make up? Yeah. And they won. So she had a head start on you. High and, fives. And she did a good job. High she? fives all around. She did a very good job. I haven't seen that many women neck pints. No. I saw Simon Brotherston, the Scotland hooker, his sister once joined in our drinking game on Danny Grucott's stag do in a pub in a village somewhere in Scotland. She introduced herself as Simon Brotherston's sister. And I was like, look, if you're going to sit with us, you're going to play the game, all right? We're playing black-white. Oh, you know, black-white. Black white. Yeah. Absolute stitch-up. Black-white, white, white Just and make she, it up. She did two pints. And just kept going. She was like, I'll, I'll drink you lot. And she was an absolute machine. But she wasn't a really unhealthy looking alcoholic with a beer belly. She was like really like, active, fit looking woman. And she just was chopping pints. It was like... Jim Hamilton's good at chopping pints. Yeah. And so is Rob Evans's brother. But I don't know his name. Because he beat him at uh, one of their events they did in Walkabout Bar in Cardiff. Jim Hamilton, Andy Goode, and Andy Rowe on my patch in Cardiff in Walkabout Bar. I am uh, fooming. I'm fooming. Fooming. You'd do well to beat Andy Beatty the Beast, chopping a pint. Really? 
sometimes when he gets it right, he couldn't chuck it on the floor any quicker. That's good. That is yeah. so good. He, he sucks it down, mate. He doesn't had, pour it in. He sucks it down. We had we had a lot of Sunset and Vine staff were there. Tariff was there. Yeah. Uh, Griff was there. A couple of others. Gethin oh, was there. Oh, lovely. And then a couple of the Irish guys from Premier Sport. Tom oh, Stafford. Shane. You don't need to name them all. No. Cool. I mean, that's all. That is it. That's all I okay. know. Okay. And then yesterday, it was Gennaro Christmas party. Oh, is that we looking a bit ropey? No, I always look like this. Oh. Go-karting, mate. Went go-karting, Newport Road. It was 2018, mate. Team sports. That was good. Was it? Guess where I finished? First. No, second. That's good. If someone as heavy as you, that is good. That is my point, okay? Like, Bub struggled to get any momentum. Of course he did. Good going downhill. Yeah. Not so good at the pickup. Correct. But Gary Board won. Bordy won. Nothing to him. Exactly. Nothing to him, but... I mean, if you have a squirrel's pocket. If you have a look, you know, my best lap time was 37.93. Bordy's was 37.65. I'm just reading these off a, a chart I took a picture of he yesterday. Is. He actually is. Um. <laughs> but that's good for someone heavy because they should they should weight the go-karts because actually you cannot win if you're heavy. You yeah, can't. but I got a little trophy and then we went to TGI Fridays. I don't want to be too aggressive, but I hate TGI Fridays. I'm... Okay. Similar to that opinion of you. It's such grim crap fella, food. But we had a set menu, a set Christmas menu, and I actually quite enjoyed it. Okay. I had a Christmas dinner Sunday to start. Wasn't sure how that was going to come out, but basically in a ice cream Sunday glass, you had different levels of Christmas dinner. Right. It was actually quite tasty. If you yeah, sort of close your eyes and forgot like about I've been it, there and everything was just deep fried and low rent. I was like, "Oh god, this is." I don't mind a cheap, dirty feed. I had a burger. Like, this is grim. I had a burger. Show me a picture of it now. No, that's just me on the podium. You got your own racing suit. Wow. Oh, they gave them out today. No, I bought it. Yeah, it's an investment like that, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And that's it, boy. You hoping to grow into that? What have you been up to? Oh, not a lot. I mean, this is going to be interesting. Not a lot. It's interesting because. Because what? No, you just hate me saying that. I don't. Went to the same party as you, didn't I? Essentially, is what I mean. Yeah. Not essentially. It's not essentially with anymore, is she? MLB management. I thought you were just saying essentially. I was, yeah. The same party, um, then I, the next night, I had a quilter, you know, quilter who sponsored the internationals. Yes. We had a rap party. Not freestyle battle. Not freestyle rap battle. Yeah. Oh, he's just... Shanks is showing me the accidental partridge. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's... I mean, it's... You're definitely right. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's so it's so bad it's so partridge it's so smug I'm sorry um, so the rap party and Nolly was there and uh, Oog was there and you know all the guys from um, Quilter were there and essentially were there CSM were there and including uh, Michelle Andrews who's the big boss lady but she's a le- but she's a legend and she's a legend Mike Mannering who's top bloke and I think he listens to this pod with his son, by the way. And How old is his son? He's secretly um, 44. Wow. Um, no, I think his son is young, but he's seek- they used to, it's the little daddy and son thing's a high mic if you're listening. But we used, to, we used to use the occasional rude word, and now we don't. And he's a bit disappointed that we don't, because it was the only time his son was allowed to listen to naughty stuff, and it was a little treat. So, willies and boobies, there you go. So I had a nice time. Um, Damien Hopley was there as well. Was, lots of nice people were there. So, <clears throat> that was nice. Um, and I cut a few days off then Tommy so I'm doing school runs and I'm picking the kids up from ceramics class and swimming and, take, and taking them to all that sort of stuff judo and ceramics class yeah I don't know what it is alright what were you doing today and she's like ceramics what was it like good what did you make can't remember cool see you tomorrow here's an iPad see you tomorrow is your daughter Bianca off EastEnders yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I did an MBN event MBN event NBN event in London, um, which was there. I mean, they they just do really good events, so it's really cool to be. They able to do them. do 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 good events. They do to do, do. They do do do. They do really do good events, and so we had a couple of guests. We had Jimmy Bullard, brilliant, funny man, um, as you can imagine, and we had Ricky Hatton. And how cool is it that a bogo ex rugby player gets to sit with Ricky Hatton for half an hour and ask him whatever he wants it's just wicked the hit man and I, as soon as he got up there I said Ricky this is true as well I said I've got three friends who've got Staffordshire Bull Terriers called Ricky Hatton 
does that make you feel proud or what? And he goes, and everyone sort of laughed. And I was like, it's actually true. And he was like, tell you what, take the piss out of me again. This will be the shortest fucking Q&A you've ever done, pal. And everyone loved it, you know. And I was like, right, do you reckon if I went psycho, absolutely psycho? Because I'm bigger than you, a lot bigger than him. And I bet I'm stronger on the weights and whatever. Yeah. And I was like, do you reckon if I went absolutely psycho, I could beat you in a fight? No. <laughs> Does anyone ever start fights with you in pubs? These are all questions like you want to ask. Yeah. And he was like, no, no, quite recognisable. And they know that, you know, it won't last long, you know. Is there a difference between a big R bloke in a pub and someone like you? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, big, big, big difference. Yeah. So it's like, it was, we then asked him some proper questions. Yeah. Whatever. And Did you back off a bit then? No, I, I throttled the bastard. Do you like get out of his personal space? Um, I did move my chair away a little bit, yeah. Which, for those that don't know, is an arm length away. If you get inside that arm length, a bit like Alex Popham does now and again. Does he? It's uncomfortable. But I've also got really short arms, but they're longer than Ricky Hatton's. <laughs> so we're both T-Rexes. <coughs> but, was, but Jimmy Bullard, I love his podcast, The Magic Sponge. He's oh. always on it every week because he's off playing golf or fishing. But he does it with Rob Beckett and I can't remember who else. But it's very good. And I, I spoke to him about that and I just said the one they were talking about, Postman Pat, calling Fabio uh, Capello. Fabio Capello. And I, he, he told us all about it and he's just, it's so funny, man. It's so funny. And afterwards he went out. All right, all right, all right Postman Pat, how's your cat? Like you come out, you come out of um, the event, and you normally just get a taxi home or whatever you got to do. And all the punters will drift into the pub next door. And Jimmy Bullard walks past the pub. Everyone's walking past the pub. Jimmy Bullard walks past. They're like, Jimmy, Jimmy, come for a pint, Jimmy. And he's with a, his agent or a couple of mates or whatever. And he's like, Come on, lads, have a quick pint. And he walks in. I'll go and have a pint. And he's, like, I'll have another. I'll have another pint. And he's just properly holding court. This bloke walks over with really tight curly hair. He goes, Hang on a minute, it's Dave Gower. Gower, he's like waiting, waiting. No, you know it's just like, and he's just flat out with people he doesn't know, ripping into quality him. Quality bloke ripping into him, just really yeah, good fun. And I'm like that. He was just, you know, he and I had never met, and he was just absolutely lovely. So what a lovely man. You bonded. Yeah, I really, I just thought he was. Lovely. Oh, I went to a panto. I forgot. Oh no, you did Sunday. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Behind you, at the school. Anyway. Was it good? Yeah, Wise Productions, the company. It was at the Village Hotel in Cardiff on Sunday. It was good. Sounds a bit Phoenix Club to me. Very much so, okay. but very funny. Was it in the Pennine Suite? A lot in there for adults as well. A bit, know, a bit, like, of, blue, a bit of blue foot dads. It was um, Cinderella, okay, and then, you know, buttons there. And, you know, there, there was little things in there, like buttons had a sack. No, when they have presents in it, but there's no presents. Didn't know where the presents are, and he's emptied his sack today already. Yeah, <laughs> you know how it is. But very funny. He's obviously a Welsh company. Do it very yeah. Welsh, but brilliant. Any fighting? Any scraps or anything? Play fighting. Any stabbings at the event? I mean, no. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. There was a fairy godfather, and every time he come out, he would. He's in Angel Wings and Lycra. He I mean, throw, the, I mean, throw a bit of dust in the air and go, poof. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> no, no fighting in the crowd, though, I mean. Uh, no, no, oh, no. That's good. Because I think it was in Wales. Was it in Wales? Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, back, uh, back to you. Or back, back to, to you. Okay, so, yeah, I did that. And then that night, I went out for dinner. Went to Goodman, Goodman's in uh, in Mayfair, which is just, it's like, I know it's not like Hawksmoor. They're very different places, but... It's a mega steak and red wine sort of joint for people that want gout as quickly as possible. It's the place to be. So I went there with Kirsten Kilby, who is the marketing director at Armit Wines. Used to be at Berry Brothers and Rudd and Tag Hoy, but she's been with mates for a few years. And Tom Manger, who is the marketing uh, boss man at Amiga Watches. Um, no, I don't. No, she hasn't given me any wine. No, he hasn't given me a watch. No, I haven't given them any rugby tickets. Not we're, yet. No, we've known each other for years. We're okay, actually, yeah, we're it's not a, like We're that. actually friends, and it would almost be uncomfortable. Although, um, Tom, if you're listening, I've just um, given my watch to a charity because I'm a great guy, and I'm now can't tell the time. I don't know you, Tom, but I'll have a watch if there's one going, mate. No, you don't say it like that. No, that, uh, you do. There's not one going, is there? Well, I was joking. Right. I don't even want to watch. All right. I've actually been thinking about putting sort of what you might call nicer sort of swanky watches away and getting an Apple watch recently. You've changed. I know. I quite like gadgets though. And it's also... But you have to charge it. That's that's my only... I know. Yeah, you're right. My only bugbear is that... I mean, you charge your phone every night as well, which is fine. But then 
they weren't waterproof and I wear my watch everywhere yeah, so, so I wear it in the shower because I need I want to time myself in the shower time what are you timing in the shower just how long it takes gotcha do my hair gotcha and I just forget to take it off so I just keep it on yeah, same. but I think the new ones are but I, they are, I yeah. just can't be bothered to take that off and then put that on charge as well yeah it's a bit of that I wonder how long before there's wi-fi charging don't know whether it will charge over wi-fi or something but anyway not yet so maybe that's the reason i won't get one okay but also also because i love watches but there are there are occasions when you turn up in this big they've got this big sort of banging watch on and you feel like a bit of a bellend is the truth and i've never really thought about it like no, that. i like swear dave bell you feel like a bit of a muppet so anyway i might do that um um <clears throat> Yeah, as you said, I was studio guest uh, BT Sport on Saturday, Toulouse, Wasp and Glasgow against Lyon but when I partridged it, um, which was nice. And I actually went for a walk on Sunday morning, Tommy, at the Bath Racecourse with James and Anna Mansfield, who, James Mansfield is the boss of Field and Flower Meats. I like meats. Yes. So I went for a dog walk and it was really nice. It's the longest walk my big dog's had in a while because he's an old man now. I've actually ordered a rolled turkey breast have you? with stuffing off field and flour have you yes I have um, you Christmas will... it's being delivered on the 23rd dare I say so have I alright still my buzz I know but I mean it's odd that we choose the same thing like you copied my car but <clears throat> yeah he, he's yeah he's a very nice man he probably listens to this so and he, he's weird. He's a weird guy really impressed with their website though it's a good website I mean he's really weird but otherwise it's a nice company and I'm, I'm not plugging them one bit I've just gone on there I've ordered it, paid for it, and I was just impressed. I'm, I pl- Is that okay to say? Yeah, you are. And you didn't come to me and you didn't ask for any deals. You just went and bought it, which is good of you. But I plugged them because I'm a meat addict. And Well I'm, done. Well done. That's the first step. I know. But also, I've always got my meat from a butcher's, and I now do not ever, ever go to the butcher's. I get everything from them. Why so. do you know, like, because they're you brilliant. have breakfast. Why do you, why do you have, like, pork belly for lunch on, like, a Tuesday? That's the whole point. It's like, that's like. But, but sure, I'm going to answer shouldn't, that be, you shouldn't that be all right? Go. On. Okay. That's two part question. Everyday luxury. So it's like, I've got. Say I've got a really nice pair of shoes, which I have. So I've got a really nice pair of shoes. Will I only wear them on special occasions and enjoy them three times a year, or will I wear them whenever I want and enjoy them? Because things, I, I'll enjoy things when I want. So I'm not having champagne for breakfast, but at the same time, you've got a really nice car. How come you drive it all the time? It's the same thing. Well, no, I was only going to say, like, why don't you have, why don't you have it for dinner instead of lunch? That's all I, was I was going out. Say. I was out that night. All right. So it's like if I've got a nice piece of meat and it. So, someone mentioned it to, be, to you before. No. You seem a bit uptight about it. No, I'm not I'm uptight bit, about I'm it. Bit, I'm a bit scared now. I was only mentioning, why don't you have it for dinner? But it's like the other day, I, I woke up and I had some, you know, liver and bacon and onions for breakfast because it's like I've got a bit of time. I like liver and bacon and onions and I've got all this nice stuff in my fridge. So yeah. I'm just going to eat it. No, no, fine, fine. All right. Yeah, great to put my head off. <laughs> um, what else have you been up to, boy? Monday, Tuesday, as we said, I went shooting, and it was in mid-Wales. Oh, yeah. And the first day, the first day was just magnificent. The, the truth is, I'm not a shooting, I'm not much of a shooting enthusiast. I'm getting my shotgun license with <laughs> EJ Churchill, but that's just in case anybody robs my house, all right? <clears throat> I'm not a sh- uh, shooting enthusiast, but I've now got my shotgun license. No, I'm going to get a license, but, I, but I, li- I, li- I really like going shooting a few times a year because of the social, and I love being outside. Yeah, I get that. And get you that. dress up like knobs, and you walk yeah, but around. You don't have to buy any clothes, do you? <clears throat> got them all. No, I bought everything I wore. No, but I mean you ha- already had them in your oh wardrobe. collection. Yeah, because I dressed yeah. like a farmer or Ellis Genge. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so depending where I'm going, but musto jacket. Yes, so, anyway, it you get to walk around the mo- just the most beautiful place ever, and you get slow gin and snacks and champagne and slow gin at half nine in the morning, you know. And what is in slow the countryside. gin, mate? Slow gin is, it's gin with, and it's had slows in it, hasn't it, which are little... Poppers. No. <laughs> animal nitrate. No, they're little animals, aren't they? How weird is that? I've just got a text... From James Mansfield, as we're talking, I won't read it because it's private. But that's Field and Flower, James, the weird guy I told you about, odd guy, yeah. Um, oh my god, why is he sending me naked pictures? Yeah. It's so awkward. Um, meeting two veg, lol. This is Christmas card. Naked so strange. So strange. Um, so anyway, shooting's really nice. And the Tuesday was the wettest I've ever been. I've ever been. 
Um, and I'll just say this, right? I don't, I'm not, a. I have a, I have a couple of coats which I really like. I have a couple of barber coats that I really like, a couple of musto coats that I really like. Yeah. The musto coat, you take that off and you are, and it's been pissing with rain. You are as dry as a bone. You're dry as a bone. Took off my wax barber and holy moly, otter's pocket. Really? Yes. So it, so You'd I thought the other way around, wouldn't you? Well, I came out, I came back in the hotel and I said, barbers ain't all that, mate. That are not all that. And then Danny Grucott was there and his brother Ben was there and Ben made the point to me, yeah, it's not actually a waterproof jacket. And they never said it was. Okay. If you want to buy a waterproof jacket, get one that says it's waterproof. And I was absolutely drenched. Face. Absolutely drenched. Um, so that was nice. Um, and then yesterday I went to London with uh, Matt Powell, Hex Worcester Warriors, 2004-05, Darry Morris Dream Team, Sky Sports Team of the Year, Scrum Half. Um, Freddy Krueger. And we went for a meeting with someone. And I can tell you who it is if you want. It was the marketing lady from a brand. Okay. And we might, do, teasing we us. might do some stuff together. We might not. We don't know yet. But we're friends. We met them at a lunch. Met her at lunch recently. Okay, cool. We might do some stuff. Okay. Leave it open. Teasing us a bit there. Okay. But, um, you know, I just want to say thank you to Patek Philippe for a lovely lunch. <laughs> <laughs> was it? No, was it free? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Talk to me, Dave. What game did you cover at the weekend? Or did you cover a few? Well, that's a good question, that, Tom. Um, and if you want the answer, I'll give it to you. Toulouse against Wasps. Yes. Interesting. And Glasgow against Lyon. Um, interesting, Tom. Two interesting games. Um, Toulouse Wasp was the pitch didn't look great at all, but it was quite a high-scoring game. To be fair, yeah, actually, it was a reasonably skillful encounter. There weren't a huge amount of handling errors, and there was some. There was some actually ruddy good rugby played. Yeah, actually, there was. I thought Toulouse looked great, and I must say, as a Toulouse fan, I love them. Yeah, going sort of. They're the business again now. They look great. Loves, I love watching Hugo when he's in the mood for it. Yeah. He looks like he should be in a film, like some sort of baddie in a film. Like, like a, in the Indiana like Jones Like a Bond film. villain, isn't he, or something? Yeah, or Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um, it's got a nice try. He also set up a lovely try for DuPont. Mm. Little switch. What a game he had, DuPont. Well. Yeah, I know. I know. Brilliant little player. And he's been injured for a while, and he's back, and he's, he's so good. Yeah. Toulouse did look really good. And they have... I suppose, no, I'm not trying to be offensive to them, but they've gone missing, I reckon, over the last few years in the Heineken Cup. They've you know, been rubbish. 15, 20 years ago, they were the Giants, weren't they? Yeah, they've been rubbish. But also Wasps, um, although they lost by nearly 20 points, 17 points, I think, 15 points. Um, there was a lovely try by LaRue. Just shows you the pace Elliot Daly has. Just yeah. gets on the outside can't drift across enough and 
it is pure pace. The guy is pulling away yep. from the defensive chasers. Yeah. Two on one with a 15. He's off to Saris, apparently. Really? Elliot Daly signing for Saris. Did hear that. Mm. So um. this big that we're not we don't really like gossip on here, but a lot of people have already said it. Yeah. So I feel like it's okay to say. Do you think if they're losing Elliot Daly, lose Nathan Hughes to Bristol? Yes. They've lost Cipriani, who's yes. basically so far proven irreplaceable. Well Jimmy Gopper is back running now, which is Jimmy Gopper's brilliant and a great player, but Danny Cipriani is something different. Do you see Colby? Jumping over a ruck and then sidestepping. Yeah. Nice. Sidestep Ross Neal, didn't he? See the Ross Neal's tweet? Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Very good. Brilliant. Very, very good. And his fear, Joe, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't do anything about someone like that. you just got to hope they run into no. you. So, you know, Toulouse, pretty sure they're going to qualify now at the top of their group. But I watched Leinster Bath and... Yes, I watched that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with losing to Leinster heavily because a lot of teams have done that. Done that myself, Tom. Throughout this year, throughout the last 10 years. Um, but, I mean, I don't want to sound too bad here, but... Say it. To me, the Bath players, they just didn't look fit. I don't know whether they had a hard training week. I don't know whether it was an accumulation of games, but they just looked tired. And even at 60, min- 60 minutes, you know, that's an hour of play. You've still got another 20 to go. It's not... Like you've got five minutes to go or ten minutes to go. There's still 20 minutes left. And I always think you can tell by how quickly they pop off the ground when they make tackles. Mm. How quickly they cover across. It just, it didn't look, they did not look fit. And I don't know whether that's just because the game was high paced or I couldn't put my finger on it. But they looked tired and they looked tired early. Yeah, I, I didn't so much notice that. But I did notice that they looked... Um, uh, they obviously looked outclassed um, and I remember playing against Leinster myself years ago over there in the Aviva and being getting walloped and I remember thinking we're just as strong as they are they're not pushing us around they're not smashing us in the tackle they just know where they're going way better than we do and it's easy to say well they've got better players but their players are better because they are Made better, so it's not that they—they're not working harder day to day. I'm convinced we're working our asses off. Okay, then, and then I, I think Bath looked like a, a reasonably punchy thing to say. Bath looked like a really poorly coached team. But how then? You know, there's no there's no direction. You, you can't coach a team. You know, when the when there's a penalty to get back in position, and Low just taps and goes and goes over far too quickly. Oh yeah, but you, what you can coach is what you can reinforce every day, is a mindset that you don't do that. And if that's not, it's easy to say, well, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to, but the, re- the reality is all pros are very, very competitive. That's why they're there, but there are people who have an edge, and the edge comes, I think, through coaching. Well, they, they look like a team that has no confidence. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah, but yeah, but they shouldn't have any confidence because I, you know, I've played in crap Bath teams myself and crap you've played in crap Blues teams and whatever. If you're, if you're not very good for an extended period of time, then how can you be confident? You can't be. No, you can't. <laughs> I know. I know. You know. It's, you only get confidence from winning, and yeah, and that but, comes from doing basic stuff really well. And every but, time, but you can still get back in position, and you can still have the, the hunger drive. in there and the drive in there. And it just, it, I can't. I don't know why. It just didn't look like it was there. But they were up against one of the best teams in Europe, and you saw that. You saw. Um, I thought Lowe was brilliant throughout. Sexton, his crossfield kick for the burn try was just absolutely spot on. Low then it creates another try for Gibson Park. Conan was uh, carried incredibly well. Jeez, he went well. over the, like went through Jamie Roberts for the first try. Um, they're just they've got strength everywhere. We've talked about them Lowe's before. But the, Ring but the, Rose and but these players, Lachlan. You, you get players like Gary Ringrose who arrive from school ready to go and tear up at whatever level, and they come around. Every team has those. Every team. Mm. But it's what you do with them. It's how you develop them, how you make them better physically and how you make them better players. And that is that will, I think, be the reason Leinster and Saracens, and Exeter to a point, but Leinster and Saracens are pulling away from the rest because they properly develop yeah. players. And all coaches think they develop players. And, of course, all of them do to a certain extent, but they're not doing it as well as those clubs. And... But they, it's, it's not. I don't think it's strength development or speed development. It's, it's rugby development. Yeah, it's game management development. Yeah, it's skills development, technical coaching yeah. and tactical coaching, and it's proper yeah. learnings. And 
you know, when I watched that game, I thought this is a team that absolutely knows what to do all the time, even when things aren't going well. They make mistakes. They absolutely know what to do and they execute it repeatedly really, really well. They just look so well prepared. And it's like, yeah, they've got loads of top internationals. Yeah, yeah. But those guys are top internationals because they've been brilliantly coached for years and they've got the right mindset. But but they don't pay massive bucks either for players to join them. There's far um, bigger teams that will pay over the odds for players. But... Players want to go there because they want to win trophies and they know if they go to Leinster they'll be in a great environment and they'll be challenging for trophies every single year. Yeah, and and they just look like a brilliantly prepared team and I think when you're that much better, you do look fitter because you're running rings around people and I think that's that may be what happened because I see the Bath boys in town quite a lot and they're looking decent nick to me, I tell you that boy. Yeah. So you see Max Laheith getting showered in the gym you're like, yeah, okay, he's not skimpy on the S&C. Gloucester, Exeter. Now Gloucester, I mean, Gloucester beat Exeter last week away yes. from home Exeter come um, that group is wide open now yeah, Exeter came I think back Exeter are back aren't they they are back you know they, they didn't go missing for long you know they've lost one game in the Gallagher Premiership um, I suppose that form hasn't really translated into Europe at the moment but I tell you what Gloucester will be unhappy about is that they've obviously gone out to, to win that game right towards the end they're still in it Yeah, there's a little chip over and Exeter end up scoring but it's just taken that losing bonus point away yeah. from Gloucester and I think yeah. that could massively come back to haunt them and um, Woodward looked really good the Hudson try some lovely hands but you know Don Arman played really well again yeah he's not he's not good enough though is he you can't pick him for England he's not good enough <laughs> it's a joke it's um, a, I, I often wonder like if he was going to get picked how well would he actually have to play mm. imagine how good he'd have to a- kick goals imagine how good he'd actually have to be I think he needs to change to fly off I think you'd have to make a break, you know, either doing like a sneaky pick around the ruck, come to the 15, put the ball behind his back, use a heel flick to chip it over the 15, catch yeah. it, go into the post, run back, drop kick it. Oh, you mean hurricane? That's how John Humphreys used to play touch at the club. He used to do hurricane. Wait for it, boys. The new Wales coach, John Humphreys. Very quickly, we just got to touch on that. As yeah. soon as you brought it up, I was going to save it for later, but... So you know them both. I don't know Steve Jones very well, but you, you rate him very highly as a yes. geezer, don't you? Oh, as a bloke massively they don't come much better although if there's one fault with him well two really one is dress sense oh no stonewashed jeans Ben Sherman shoes Ralph Lauren polo and a gilet and not a thin gilet a big puffy 20 tog gilet I quite like those but yeah um, he used to love the silver buckled Ben Sherman shoes oh front. no yeah um, oh, no. I'm hoping his dress sense has got better. Well, he'll get all free sure kit now, won't he? Yeah, you know, you just be wearing tracksuits now. Do what Richard Hill does and only wear sponsored clothes. What tracksuits? We, we, t- we talked about him loads before. He's just, he's a brilliant communicator. He's a brilliant communicator. Playing the game, he was a ten. Um, so you know his his game management is phenomenal. He knew the right areas to play in, and obviously that is just transferred completely into coaching. And you just you know players are going to be good coaches. You can tell. You know when you. Mm. When you're coming through the ranks with him, that it's just going to come naturally to him. He's, you know, he finished at Wasps. He coached at Wasps. He's gone to Scarlets. Wayne Pivak's been announced coach. Why wouldn't you have your, your lieutenant there, your right hand man, Stephen Jones? I your think, drinking partner. I think. I think the combination your of wingman. Stephen Jones, John Humphreys, Wayne Pivak will be brilliant for Wales. I think people will really be able to rate, relate to him. The fans, the yeah. players, everyone. And all I, I say, think it's a great signing for him. And all I will say about John Humphreys is whether this means carries any weight or not, I don't know. Except you, of all the people I ever played with, he would be the person I would pick to play with again first. Out of every single person. A I'd lot of people with. are saying that, you know, the video that you couldn't come up to Scotland with me mm. um, after interviewing him and saying, you know, thank you for being a spy in the Welsh camp for all this time up in Scotland. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe a little bit of PR from me and BBC I mean he sent me a text and said Shanks created me wow. so he's going to I think he's going to send you some money actually um, Ulster put away the Scarlets pretty easily they I look mean, good Ulster really good they backed up it was a bit they? of an underwhelming game really Henderson scored a couple of tries Stockdale again looks just guess what Stockdale scores tries brilliant Stockdale scores tries yeah he does but I covered the Blues Saracens going the Blues got humped the week before Yes, they were leading at half time. Yeah, again they were leading actually at half time uh, last week. Um, Ray Lilo scored, 
a nice try off set piece yeah. off the back of the scrum. They just sort of targeted a little bit. Brad Barrett got a weak outside shoulder, had the power to go through. It's really difficult to defend off the back of scrums like that, yeah. especially when you've got a solid platform, especially when the eight picks up and gives a nine a little bit of room to get on the outside of back row. Yeah. Um, and it was really well worth try. But Dan Fish as well at 15, you probably wouldn't have heard about him too much. I have heard of him. I watched him a few times, actually. He's been injured a while. Yeah. Really good player. Scored a nice um, try, didn't he? But gets stood up by Maitland. Should have made that tackle in Maitland um, in the first half. And Lewington does so well. It's a bouncing ball. Lewington picks it up on the wing. And wingers have got a tendency, you know, you're trying to get in the game. You don't get too many touches of the ball. When you do get the ball, you want to play yourself into the game. And Lewington... Yeah could easily have done a weave and run back inside but he doesn't he picks it up stops pass it maybe on the outside yeah. um, really lovely a bit of skill there but at one stage the Blues looked like they were going absolutely nowhere and Gareth Hanscom just puts a little chip over the chip is perfect because it turns Maitland um, Garen Evans has to jump in the air and that forces Maitland just to back off him yeah. because even it's only like a it's like a but you see it, really see it, don't you? Yeah, it's like yeah. a little two-inch jump off the air, but you can't tackle someone in the air, so Maitland lets him go. But what that does is allows him to put his, get his body through the contact, pass him inside to Dan Fish, scores. What I will say, great to see Josh Navidi back. Yes, it was. You know, he's he plays, he's sort of Blues player of the season every year. Mm. One of those, just such a great clubman, such a great player, never drops below that sort of 8 yeah, out of 10. very high quality player. And yeah. showing he can do it for Wales. Yeah, um, Blues look so much better when they've got Halaholo fit and Ray Lilo in the centres. Mm. Um, probably missed Thomas Williams at nine a little bit. But well, I, th- I felt like the compare the week before, it's the midfield that made a big difference to me. Saracens just looked way less like yeah, they shredder, did. You know? you know, Jamie George had a really good game. Yeah, he was close. Scored a try, which possibly wasn't a try. It didn't really matter because it was such a good driving maul anyway off the line out. Yeah. Um, I tell you, who looked brilliant was Ben Earl at eight. Yeah. And another and, one, and Rhodes at six. He's just hard, mate. I know. He just hits people so hard. He just collides so hard. Like, I'd, I'd have him really, really close to that England team. And you know, when you watch games, and you, you just sort of just know Saracens were really always in control. Yeah. And you know, they ended up winning twenty six fourteen. It was a much better performance by the Blues, and they'll try and take a bit of confidence now into the derbies. It's not good when you go to a, uh, you know. a an away team and you lose by you get 51 points put on you I don't care what people say no matter what team you got that is a confidence oh, a smasher yeah 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 it's horrible um, Glasgow uh, they've they're doing really well in Pro 14 at the moment beat Leon. Um, p- possibly could get a second place in the table behind Saracens again a bit, a bit like Leinster sorry I, I watch Glasgow and I think they look yes they got some lovely Individuals, and when you look at um, the second Matawala trial, which we'll talk about in a sec, they just look like a really well coached team. And it's not all down to the coaches, but good coaches make such a difference, and they just look really, really yeah. well prepared. I, yeah, I agree with you, mate. Totally. I tell you, it was a bit of a shock sort of top table team at the moment that aren't really doing that well in the Pro 14 is Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. They've gone to Newcastle, they've beaten Newcastle. 21-18. Van der Meer on the wing, the South African. Yeah. Mate, I've, I've seen him a few times. The guy has got pure pace and he's a brute. He's a unit as well. Massive. Yeah. But, you know, fair play to Edinburgh. Richard Cockrell's got them in a good place at the moment. Yeah, they just they need, they need to get at that table a little bit more in the Pro 14. You know, they, they've got to make sure they qualify for the main Europe competition next year. But I'm sure that will. And I suppose this is a bit of a this is the sort of games they need just to try and find a bit of form and take it across. And they've obviously got the derbies coming up now as well. Mata makes a massive difference for them when he plays at eight, gives them huge go forward. Yep. What a player he is. Kinghorn at 15 is decent as well. Um, Hamish Watson at seven. You know, Hamilton, Luke Hamilton is at the Blues. He's been to France. Yeah. He was at Leicester. You know, he's he's been doing a good job as well. Um so that was pretty decent but I mean Leicester the only good news I suppose that's come out at the moment is Jordan Murphy is now head coach confirmed yeah I mean they had to do not they had to do that but it was the right decision without question and Leicester are in a really bad place but they've got so many good players that you would think when they 
That's when they get it right, they will be able to sustain it. But they are in a place at the moment where they can't find a way to win and they were well beaten by Racing. And it's little things. You know, we, we talked about confidence, didn't we, with Bath earlier. It's it's like a situation when Tuolangi goes through and you just think, if that was a team full of confidence, he probably would have just pinned his ears back, gone for the corner. Mm. But he doesn't. He ends up trying to hit his winger, who I think is Thompson. Yeah, you, think, you think Sarries will score there? Yeah. Sarries would have scored that. And you know. the, the trial opportunity is gone. So but you, you watch Finn Russell walking through for... Who was who scored the try? I've forgotten now, but Finn Russell makes a break. Vakatawa. Vakatawa try. And he, In the, his own 22, Yeah, but the it? break he makes... I think, I think, I could be wrong, it's Pelota now that he steps, but it's just... It's a great step, but at the same time, your defence should not be conceit missing those tackles, and there should be someone inside to cover, and there's no one. Mate, it's a gaping hole. Yeah, like, no one there. You give anyone that opportunity... You know, they're just going to step you. Yep. Cut back inside, support runners through, him off. Love watching him play. Yeah. Um, really Lovely good. Player. But, um, so, the, I, Racing look great. They look really good for it at the moment. But Leicester are, are way off. And as a, you know, as a rugby fan, I'm quite looking forward to when they get it back because yeah. I've had a Welford Road and I quite like it when it's a brutal place to go. And at the moment, teams are going there and taking liberties, you know. What I will say about George Ford is, mate, he makes some massive covering tackles. He's he really always, does, doesn't he? He's always chasing back. Yeah. He never gives up yeah. either. You see so many times that he's chasing back and last ditch tackles just to stop tries or try to stop tries, but yeah. he's always there, thereabouts. People think you're not a hard man if you're not big and whacking people, but he is a he's a small guy and he's a tough bloke because he's always in it physically. But you know Le- uh, Leicester will get it right at some stage and it will click yeah, because so. I'm just looking at their team now and... You're right. There is just so quality, many good players in there. Quality team, yeah. um, but it's it's just not clicking at the moment. They're having a bad time. But Sarri's lost. Was it seven on the bounce last season and won it? So you know. Yeah, there's plenty. No, I don't of think Leicester are going to win it, but at the same time, there's plenty of time to, you know, find some form and put a run together. So it, lo- it looks like Toulouse and Leinster are going to both qualify from Pool One. That's going to be a really tough pool. But it looks like Toulouse will probably get the home draw. Looking forward to Toulouse Leinster. That'd be a good game. Munster are going to qualify, you know that. Saracens and Glasgow, possibly both those two teams could yeah. qualify. Racing are going to qualify, maybe Ulster. Depends yeah. on, I suppose, how Glasgow do. Edinburgh. They look set to go through. They do look set to go through. So, I mean, I would say Pool 2 is quite open with Munster, Castro, Exeter and Gloucester. Not many points separate those at the moment. Yeah. You know, Exeter back in it now on eight points. Only won one game, drawn one, but on the same points as, as Gloucester because of the bonus points. So, Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, derbies this weekend, isn't it? Is it? Christmas derbies. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, lovely. I'm off to Exeter, Sarries. Oh, really? Saturday. That'll be a big game. Channel oh, 5, live game, boy. Oh, nice. And Wasquins on Sunday at Rico. But that'll be big. Exeter, Sarries would be big, wouldn't it? I'm doing... Osprey's Dragons on a 30th. Oh, nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. Um, but we're going to have a break now, aren't we, for Christmas and New Year? We are going to have a little break, but before we have a little break, Dave, my old mate, we're going to answer some questions. All right, Ked. Um, we've not really done too many questions for a while. Go on, Ed, Ked. And we're going to answer as many as we can. Go on, Ed, Ked. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay. TWD. Does home advantage really matter? Seems to, doesn't it? For example, Exeter and Gloucester bet each other away over the last two weeks. It doesn't, um, guarantee, doesn't guarantee you win, but it does seem to have an advantage. You're much more likely to win at home. Doesn't seem, it does have an advantage. Yeah. You know that. You know, you're going to your, yeah. your home comforts, your home stadium. There will be a lot of, there'll be a lot of different reasons for it, but yes, you are more likely to win at home than you are away. So you're yes, familiar with the surroundings, familiar yeah. with the smells. Breakfasts, yeah. Um... All right, there's a lot of people that are replying to tweets. Um, any podcast you can recommend to us, stuck commuting whilst you guys are enjoying your well-deserved break? The Magic Sponge, get into that. It's very good. Yeah, like that. And They Walk Among Us, UK, true crime. Uh, Doctor <laughs> Death was good. We said that one, haven't we? Doctor Death. Who Te- wins Teacher's the, Pet was good. Who wins the big relegation battle between Wasps and Bath on Sunday? Lol. Wasps? Uh, I go with Wasps. Yeah... Uh, one of them will win it uh, predictions never really bothered about predictions really um, I think Bath might win that Mike that was from 
Um, who was that from? Des Walker, wasn't it? Yeah, Des Walker. Well, it's not a relegation battle, though, is it? I like your chat, though. Simon Hammerschmidt wants to know... Oh, God, here we go. Genuine thoughts on the CVC deal? Don't know yet, uh, Simon. Actually, I'm going to... I'm actually... It's on my... Believe it or not, I've got a load of things lined up on a reading list to read through it a bit more. So I'm, before I talk about that, I'll... Um, He's also asked, um, if he nominates us for the British Podcast Awards, can he tell his 2.5-minute joke? No. We'd rather not win it. Oh, thanks, mate. We'd rather lose, to be honest, I prefer mate. the short one-liners. Yeah, and they're not very good. It's just they're better than the really long ones that aren't very good. Which club had the best Christmas players party? Either you've played out or heard about from other players. Oh my God, we did. Our Christmas party got cancelled after the last one we had about eight years ago. Well, Pete Short was injured, so he organised it, and he's a fruity geezer. So all sorts went on. Um, it was in the, in the top floor of the corporate stand, and everyone's invited players, staff, partners, and that sort of stuff, pets. And um, before you go in, you have to kneel down in the dead ball area and do a funnel and the funnel is on the top floor and the tube reaches all the way down to the dead ball area so you've got like a 40 foot funnel and it hits the booze hits you, you don't know what they're putting in at the top and the booze hits you so hard that it almost knocks your teeth out then when you walk in you've got to do another funnel all the management there and boys I mean it was carnage It was there, was, there were two big three fights the police came and ended up staying for a drink um yeah, there was proper scrapping. Uh, it properly went off. Like, there's a big table of pizzas delivered and the whole table got knocked over because there was a big fight and everyone just sort of carried on drinking and it was like, oh, a fight over there. And it was just carnage and there were people, like, doing strip teases, really inappropriate, members of staff doing dirty dancing and stuff because they were smashed. Someone, I won't say who, but it was Tom Cheeseman, the centre Welsh guy, was sick in a pint glass and offered it to Steve Me and the head coach and his wife. So, you want a drink, bud? Never played again. Um... And it just went absolutely went badly wrong. And then the next day they called Pete Short in, the CEOs or whatever, the board called him in and said, we want to know, this is a true story, we want to know what, what have you got to say about last night, what happened last night? Could we just assess the damage and there's this much damage in the stand, well, there's all this damage because Andy Beatty used to like getting the Christmas um, Christmas tree whenever the pipe was there and just lobbing it off the top balcony. He always did that as tradition. Remember Karen was like, no beast. The lady that Karen at the wreck, she's a legend. She's like, no beast, not again. And I all remember, it, I won't swear, but it was like, off Karen, it's tradition. <laughs> Throws it off the top. It was just kind of, someone planted the tree in the centre spot of the wreck and there was a game three days later or wherever it was. So they got shorty in and said, what have you got to say for yourself about the party of the night? And he was like, well, the phrase best Christmas party ever has been bandied <laughs> around a bit. <laughs> and no one laughed. They were like, it's disgrace. He's like, yeah, we had a good time. I think I've said this before, but you know where you put golf balls in pints when you go around and someone's holding it and you manage to put a golf ball in it, they've got to neck it. And when you do that, the Blues at Cardiff, um, the Dragons players, they would do that with dead mice. So Reese Thomas pest. Yeah. Prop. He's already um, That was mice. former of Scarlet's. Yeah, he'd go to the pet shop and buy dead mice. And if a dead mice was in your pint, you'd have to finish it, and then you're in charge of the mouse. The dead mouse. Oh, Christ. Um, good question here from Lewis Willing. Better be. Is it hard to balance friendships with people in the game and punditry? No. Not at all. Don't, don't find it difficult at all. They're big boys. I mean... Let's be fair, though, Dave. There are certain ways about getting your point across that doesn't become too aggressive. And there's there's ways of putting instances where players have either missed a tackle. Rather than them hanging them out to dry, you can sort of say so-and-so is disappointed, would be disappointed with himself for that. Yeah, but equally, if, if I'm commentating on... Let's say I'm commentating on Bath... Yeah, but you're really biased towards really Bath. Really biased and... <laughs> and you know, Nathan Cat, who I would class as a mate, is in a scrum and does really well. I will, being completely honest about it, I w- it will give me pleasure to say that he's done really well, more than it would do to say that someone I've never met has done really well. Yeah. So if Ross Harrison at Sale has a great scrum, I will say he's had a great scrum. I'll enjoy saying it. If Nathan Cat does it, I will say it and I'll probably enjoy it a bit more. That doesn't mean that when he has a crap scrum or misses a tackle, I won't say Nathan Cat has had his head shoved up his backside there or he's been done or he shouldn't have missed that I would happily say that I don't get any pleasure out of it but 
I'm also I don't people making mistakes in rugby games doesn't make me angry. Sometimes you listen to sports commentators and it's like they're angry about something. It's like don't worry about it. That's a missed tackle. That's really poor. That's a poor kick. Fine. And you, if there's a professional rugby player out there who's offended at a co-commentator or a commentator or a pundit saying they've made a mistake when they know they've made a mistake. Yeah, I mean, there, I, there isn't one. <laughs> they don't mind. They get it. It's fine. Does anyone really believe Joe Schmidt is leaving Ireland to spend time with a family? Here's a prediction for November 19. It was an opportunity I couldn't turn down. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, that's from Lee Blasdale. Well, um, and I suppose that's that's well, it, really, guys. Well, that'll do, Tommy. And girls. See you in 2019. You you lot, right? Yeah, Have a very Merry Christmas. Please drink responsibly. Don't eat too much. Exercise. Go for long walks. Walk the dog. Go to the gym if you can. Look after yourself, okay? Because health is the most important thing. Second to wealth, okay? See ya. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.